It's the SETI BIMCO show. That's right. I'm usurping control right off the bat. Yeah, what episode is it? Uh, episode 89. Mm. 39th episode of SETI BIMCO 2. Is that right? I think I might be. Nope. It is episode 88. It's 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 on those holidays. And my dog is barking. It is. It is on it. I mean, your dog is barking at those the sound of hooves on the roof because Dant is here. And we're going to watch 1988's Ernest Saves Christmas because George picked that later this yep. hour. And also, George, uh-huh. going to answer the age-old question. Did Mr. Robert Carruthers ever get revenge uh-huh. on Superman for that day Carruthers was getting his root canal done? It was very painful. And Superman, he spun around the world that, and made it go backwards in time, thus making Mr. Carruthers go through all that pain and anguish root canal second time. Christian, too. <laughs> yeah. Who is Robert Carruthers? He just lived in California, you know, when Superman spun around the world backwards. That's Shouldn't all. he be happy that Superman saved him from falling into the sea? Uh, well, he, no. No, he didn't know. No, he doesn't care. It's SETI BIMCO Part 2, The Revenge. The show where we create revenge sequels that nobody wanted. It's the SETI BIMCO TV show, but today we're on a, we're on a podcast. And uh, we make up <laughs> sequels to, to movies that no one should watch. And we, we pick a wild card, which I'm picking right now out of my jar, because, because after, in this movie, we're going to decide at the end, off the top of our heads, who from this uh-huh. movie would be, who's most likely to bring up a Sasquatch during a bris? Bring up Sasquatch during a bris. Mention Sasquatch. Wait, oh, mention, okay. During a bris. <laughs> during a bris. Okay. <laughs> Oh, brisk, my favorite cheese. Mm, you should never eat cheese <laughs> gotten from a brisk, Tim. <laughs> uh, ooh, so it's holidays. Uh, Tim, you're yeah. still recovering from your illness. A little bit. I sound better this week. I read a lot of news being sick. Ooh. So I do have something ooh. to tell you interesting about the Zapruder film. Oh, that's not news. Yes, it is. I don't think you could call it news when it's something that (laughs) happened in November of 1963. I think it's at best Middle Ages. George, I read about how they used AI. AI. They they found some sound recording from that day. They matched up Uh the sound recording with the Zapruder film. And Mm -hmm. it was a mess, but they were able to separate the sound of the crowd and the gunshots and isolate a new recording that John Lennon was making that we never heard of before. We knew it. Reviving them. I was got together and they finished the song. It's going to be yet another new Beatles song. Can you believe that? Wow, thank God. Because that last one, I mean, the Beatles did not have a rich enough career. You know, I'm like, you know, I wish the Beatles, with their dominating presence of pop music, I wish they just had one more song. And you know what? It should be real mediocre. Are you grousing that you got to hear one more John Lennon song? <laughs> it's not a... It's not, it's his, hey, though. you know what would have been interesting? No, it would have been interesting. This is the thing. I'm just going to say this. <laughs> this is a controversial statement. John Lennon, when he wrote that song, he did not intend it to be a Beatles song. Probably he not. He didn't know he'd be dead in four years, but he wrote that in 76. He was like, this is for me. Yep. I'm going to write this. He, got, he did a demo. I guess it's him on piano. He's mm-hmm. like, this isn't working. He left it. <laughs> then, I guess sometime in the 90s, whenever they did that last time they did their new songs, yep, they, tried they were messing around with it. And none other than your and my favorite Beatle, George Harrison, after laying down a few remedial tracks, he was like, you know what? This song doesn't work either. Hmm. How'd you Abandoned know? It. How'd you know this? Because I fucking read it. 
Oh. You're not the only one who has the ability to read <laughs> things on the internet. Because I was wondering, actually, the reason I was wondering is because we actually, I think in this very podcast, not this episode, but a previous <clears> one, you were first telling me about this. And I actually asked, like, is George represented? Right. Because it no, ain't you, the Beatles without George. Know, but he did play some. Yeah, but it was a song he didn't like. It was a song John didn't like. <clears throat> I bet you the only person who liked it was Ringo. <laughs> Paul liked it. Paul didn't like it. Yoko? Paul's recording this. This is Paul's last ditch effort. He's like, I'm tired of it being Lennon McCartney. I want it to be fucking McCartney Lennon. Yeah. I want people to say my name first. Let me besmirch him by releasing this song. What's it called? Uh, then now and then. Oh, yeah, I liked it fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just re- I'm sorry. I just realized you're wearing a now and then custom T-shirt. Yes, folks. If you want your own custom now and then T-shirt as illustrated by Tim Hamilton. Write to us at Seti Bimco with an E at the end, gmail.com. Yep. He'll send it to you free of charge. His promise. That's your that's your technology news of the day. Yep, that's good good stuff. Good stuff. News of Pruder News. Yeah, uh, is there any do you have or? any revenge stories? No, they're hard to find. It's it's close to the holidays, so we'll leave that alone. Yeah, right? nobody ever does anything bad during the holidays. Nope. Nope. Yeah. We're feeling <clears throat> generous. We caught our ninth mouse. Can you believe it? Oh, are you kidding me? Our live traps. What is Soul doing? Shouldn't Soul's <laughs> presence, Soul, your dog, shouldn't that be enough to dissuade these small mammals from coming into your house? Uh, she, she's got so used to it. I can't take a bag to the park because it's a live trap for those wondering. It just ca- captures them in a little plastic house. And we look, oh, look uh-huh. how cute. And we take it to the park. And Soul knows now and she's all excited. She does want to chase it. But mice run right up trees like squirrels. I didn't know that. Uh, I remember many years, oh, it was rats many oh, yes, years rats ago. I was it. kind of wandering through Prospect Park and saw rats in the trees and was like, I will never feel safe again. <laughs> he didn't realize, huh? It was really gross. I was kind of walking through the trees, like pushing through the bushes. Like it was an interesting trip. I've maybe mentioned this before. I don't know. I came across a guy smoking weed too. He's like, you want to smoke some weed? I'm like, okay. <laughs> you said yes. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like why not? You only live once. Yeah, I yeah, took a you... puffer too. Then I immediately saw rats. I'm like, I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> rats, rats in the trees. Do you want to talk about this movie because it's the holidays? Yeah. So I mean, in a Have sense, I guess we, we... the revenge story this week is I was trying to revenge myself upon Tim for various terrible movies to maybe watch. I, although I did kind of have an inkling. I'm like, you know, well, this is. Yeah, general consensus about what's the guy's name who plays Ernest? Um, his name was, was his name Jim we Varney? We should know this. Yes, Jim Varney. People seem to esteem Jim Varney. He's not quite like a Paul Rubens figure. Oh, I was going to say that. I, remember, I was going to say he's yeah. a poor, poor man. He's like, uh, he's Bizarre World, uh, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, he's Sorry, like, I mean, like, you know, like whoever was like, you know, like that you have like your Charlie Chaplin and your Harold Lloyd and he's like and your Buster Keaton. He's what? like, I'm not going to say he's the fatty Arbuckle to them, oh, but he's yeah, something not... a few steps down. <laughs> um, And actually, I should mention immediately, like as soon as this film, I, st- I watched this movie a little bit too long ago. We're recording on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. I watched this on a Monday, so I remember nothing. But luckily, you my will. notes look like they're kind of neat. Um, I immediately watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure afterwards. Like, you know what? I watched that the other night, too. <laughs> did you really? Yes. Yeah. Why did I do that? <laughs> because this movie, it is the poor, it's the B, the B version of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. 
Oh, and I want to say and people like Jim Varney yeah. and it really wasn't awful. No, it was just wholesome. Like white Christmas. It was for the whole family. It was again, shockingly wholesome. Yeah. And I want to say had one very good joke, which we'll get to. Okay. And then the rest was like, yeah, yeah. Go on, Tim. I'm sorry. I talked over you. No, no. Uh, I noticed watching Pee Wee again, like all the scenes go one from to the other. And I, this first time I noticed that when he calls, uh, uh, wow. What's his girlfriend? His, his girl that likes him. Oh, Simone. No, no. Simone's the woman who goes to French. Um, dot. Dot. He calls her from Texas. And remember when he uh-huh. goes, I don't, uh, who are you? I don't remember. And then they, and he goes, I don't know. And, or no, no, I'm sorry. It's when he says I'm in Texas and he proves it by saying the stars are bright and everybody claps. The stars at night yeah. are big and bright. And then all the passersby immediately <laughs> stop, clap their hands and scream deep in the heart of Texas. I can't, I'm not sure what scene it was, but something happened to him. There's the other scene after he's in the rodeo, he's knocked unconscious after yeah. almost getting the world record. And the people have dragged him off to the side and they're like, son, do you, do you remember your name? That's, he's like, I, think I don't is... remember. Yeah. Do you remember what you were doing here? I, I don't remember. Son, do you remember anything? I remember the, the Alamo. <laughs> and then everyone once again erupts into cheers. I think that's the scene that right after that, he just walks into the biker bar. And this, this is the first time I watched it thinking, wait, what happened? How do you get from here to the biker bar? There's a scene. It's not like that. It's just, yeah. there's no, there's no uh, transition. It's just one scene ends, no. and then he just walks into a biker bar. And I'm like, this is the first time I thought, well, how'd you get there? Usually they show us you get a, you know, a ride in a truck, in a car. Anyway, I was wondering if there's a scene cut out that we never saw. Hmm. I want, oh, I want, there's probably stuff. Though, um, there's no Blu-ray. I mean, we're going onto this Pee Wee sidetrack here. I did read, <laughs> so I don't know if you noticed Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Maybe we need to do this on a future episode. It was co-written with Phil Hartman, among other. There's another person. I do know that. And they apparently used that famous screenwriting book, Save the Cat, to do it. Oh. And so they said, like, literally, it's a 90-page screenplay for 90 minutes of a movie. Uh, <laughs> on page 30, which is the exact third, is when he loses his bike. Like, they oh, they huh? said the screenplay <laughs> is so mapped out exactly to, like, the formula. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I know it's great. Um, and then is it page like get, sixty where he realizes there's no basement in the Alamo? Exactly. Like, really? <laughs> like it's perfectly spaced according to what this interview with Paul Rubens was. <laughs> a super tight screenplay, like in my opinion, the best Tim Burton movie. One of my favorite movies in general. Yeah, yeah. That being said, Ernest Saves Christmas is not quite in that level. No, it's just but got it's a, not, a lot of trivia attached to it, as I was saying. Yeah, I would also say. You know, I was listening today, just so we know, you say, oh, no, I was uh, earlier today was in Washington, D.C. doing school visits. I came back up just a few hours ago. On the way back up, I decided to listen to a few old episodes of SETI Bimco just to get myself ready okay. for recording so I could hear my own thin, reedy voice and mm-hmm. just our turds of jokes that we were floating out. <laughs> and in one of the episodes I listened to, we make this statement, this movie is too good for SETI Bimco. Yes. I feel like Ernest Saves Christmas might be a little bit too good for City. <laughs> yeah, but it was pretty bad. Yeah, it's there's still a lot to talk about. So, so did you? <clears throat> let, I'm before you even get to the movie. Mm-hmm. John Cherry directed this, and I sent you. Did you see it? Or you've been busy? No, you didn't see the. Yeah, video? I only just got. I only just got back to him. I didn't. John Cherry, 
directed a movie uh-huh. in 1999, which was um, a Laurel and Hardy movie. Two different actors playing. I never oh knew God. this existed. I did see that. I saw. I didn't get to watch the clip. I saw just the thing. I definitely recognize the guy who played um, Oliver Hardy was the guy in the reindeer scenes of this movie. So you didn't see the trailer? Nope. Because it appears it involves the mummy, and they're like running from a mummy. And it's like... Insane. <laughs> and and uh, oh, the man from Amadeus, the man who's jealous, he's in it. Um, yeah. uh, Famous actor. F. Murphy Abraham. Yes, he's in that. Wow. <laughs> Guess he needed a new pool. John Cherry is friends with the man who owns the intellectual property for Laurel and Hardy, which I'm outraged that somebody could just buy that. Yeah. Like, so that means in the future when cgi and everything's really good somebody's gonna own that and just like make a new laurel and hardy they're gonna be like we found a script they didn't make it's your problem ringo Ringo says he'll help out and finish the 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 ai ringo that we've created (laughs) tim who do you think will own the the property like the legal Uh, property of seti bimco probably and who will they cast to play us disney they'll own everything who would play tim well they're just being born now how would i know that Oh, you think it's be that far? Yeah. But Lawrence Harmon. I, I became fascinated with this. I'm sorry. This this right. movie's <laughs> Lawrence Harmon. W- he owned what movie are we talking about right now? Are we talking Harmon Saves Christmas yet? Or <laughs> no, Lawrence we're still talking Laurel and Hardy. Harmon owns the intellectual property of Laurel and Hardy and Bozo, and he was Bozo. There's my little trivia. He was the first what? Bozo. Yeah. I thought the first Bozo was beaten to death in a back alley brawl. Probably by probably by Lawrence Harmon. I think by Alfalfa. <laughs> Not true, so don't don't sue us. <laughs> you were probably a kid who watched Popeye, and you're like, "Why are these cartoons really nicely animated?" And then you'll see some color ones, and you're like, "These are terrible." Did you notice that as a kid? I noticed that less with Popeye and more with Tom and Jerry. Yeah, like but I think Tom, Tom and, and Jerry oh. was the first cartoon that I could see. Like there was definitely like you know, there's the early ones the yeah. ones i actually still prefer to this day MGM. that were done by william hanna and joseph barbera while they were part of mgm studios there's nothing like hanna barbera's crap yeah and i always liked those ones and honestly when i was a kid i didn't like the chuck jones ones i as know much. i didn't either they were a little bit too gross honestly yep. and then there was those ones that had like the they were the ones by the italian guy that had the weird sound effects yeah they gave me literal headaches yeah. i had to turn those off so like i didn't Popeye, in general, I did find him kind of grating. Oh, what? But the like his voice was a lot. I'm like, Glacier Oof. cartoons are like, really good, and then later they're terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, Harmon made, uh, he made terrible Pop- Popeyes. Yeah, he made the eighteen terrible Popeyes in the sixties. All right, there got all my my Larry Harmon Whew. stuff out. This is this is we're almost at a record here that we are because we keep talking about other stuff. Well, we're pretty far in without having to actually really talk about Ernest Saves Christmas. Ernest, are you going to name all the all these movies or am I? I You're going to because I didn't look them up. Oh, I had no idea he had so many. He had Ernest goes I think to he, camp. I'm going to guess he has five. Right? Can I actually guess some? I know okay. Ernest goes to camp. Okay. Ernest goes to jail. Mm-hmm. Ernest saves Christmas. Mm-hmm. Ernest scared stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. And you're looking like the way you looked at it makes it like this is a bigger list. There's like four more. Um, oh my god. Yes. Okay. Wait, I remember the last one is Ernest Goes to Africa. Second to last one. I'm scared to see what oh, that was wow. about. Okay, wait, just tell us the rest. All right, go on. So you got Ernest Scared Stupid, 91. Yeah. Ernest Rides Again, 93. Never would have guessed that in a million years. Slam Dunk Ernest, 1995. 
Never. Ernest Goes to Africa, 1997. God, you know that's a problematic movie. Yes. Ernest in the Army. How is that not? 1998. Ernest in the Army. Ernest Visits the Twin Towers, uh, 2000. Oh, Oh, sorry. (laughs) I don't think that one's real. Uh, Man, if I was a year later, I think we'd have a new (laughs) culprit for what happened in that horrible day in September. So now... This movie from Touchstone. Touchstone. All right. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, because Disney, right? Tim, te- so yeah. Tim texted to me, and this is a totally accurate observation. So let's get this out of the way. Everyone in this movie is sweating constantly. <laughs> yeah. This is the moistest film you will see because it's true. <laughs> like all the actors are visibly sweaty, not like pit stain sweaty. Like they must no. have had a lot of gray t shirts yeah. for Ernest to change in and out of real quick. But yeah, everybody's skin is like dewy with sweat. And that's because this is the first film filmed entirely in Orlando, Florida as part of as part of Disney's MGM Studios. Wow. I didn't know they that. They opened up their MGO Studios park and that thing down there, and this was the first film filmed entirely there. In case you're wondering Ooh. why this is set in Orlando, why here's the plot <laughs> of the movie. Why. I'll give you the two plot line. Cool. Santa Claus is looking for his replacement mm-hmm. and he has come to Florida to recruit a recently f- not retired, recently canceled TV show host with a heart of gold to recruit him as the new Santa TV show. But yeah. he runs awry of Ernest P. Worrell and a young teenage runaway named Harmony. And they have many hijinks mm-hmm. and uh, the end. Okay. That's the movie. Wow. What a yep. synopsis. Spoilers. Hey, I was trying to keep it two lines because Tim, you always bitterly complain that I do these really long synopses. <laughs> yeah, I gave up on those. <laughs> so uh, this movie opens up with um, a lot of classic illustrations of Santa Claus. Oh, I was going to say. You didn't know that. How they, okay. they afford those paintings? Norman Rockwell? Touchstone, buddy. This is Disney yeah. movie. Yeah, there's Norman Rockwell's. There's, uh, if you didn't know that the modern conception of Santa Claus was largely created as part of a Coca-Cola ad campaign mm-hmm. around the turn of the century, yes. you'd be like, why is, why is Santa Claus drinking so much Coca-Cola? Yeah. But that's why. <laughs> so it's all, and it's, and they're playing like all these wassailing like songs and stuff. And it's, it's kind of nice. I'm like, I'm like, all right, there's some art in going into this. And then we don't start with Ernest. We start with this like little elfy guy. I know I've seen him in a million things. Uh, is he the same elf that's in the rest of the movie? No, no. I, oh. I actually there are elves, so I shouldn't use that term. Yeah. The guy who played Santa Claus. Oh, him. Reminded like he seemed very elfin. Oh, which yes, they do yes. describe Santa as a jolly old elf, so maybe that's why. He's it's December twenty third. He's landing in Florida, and he's making all these. He's not actually being covert at all. He's like literally like I'm looking for a replacement. Yes. <clears throat> And he's talking to uh, like this guy that he just gets off the plane with, and th- like we're getting hints that Santa is magic. He knows people's names, for instance. Like he, like there's just he stuff. They, they, like knows when they've been when bad. He or goes good. through customs, which I don't know why he's going through customs. I guess he's flying in from out of the country. Yeah, there's a there's a Doesn't... TSA agent looking at his passport. <laughs> And it says Saint Nick from Prussia, eighteen seventy-seven. He's never he's like, never gone through customs his, his entire career. Yeah, I guess not. Well, why would he? Yeah, why would he? Reindeer, so I'm saying, why is he yeah. doing it now? 
And this guy, he looks at him and he looks at all the other people, which I will say I was fully expecting there to be some racism in this movie. And this is kind of the closest we get. Mm. He looks over the line of other people at customs prob and there's like a guy fully dressed up as an Arab. I missed that. I totally didn't see. Yeah. There's a woman who's wearing a hat made entirely of shoes, a bunch of weirdos, but a hat made of shoes. Did you just say? Yeah. It's literally like, I didn't see this. She has, are you really? Yeah. No, this oh. is a visual gag. When he's going through, he looks at this, the passport of Santa, which says mm-hmm. St. Nick, Prussia, 1877. And then he sighs. This is the TSA agent. And he looks to the side, and you see everybody else he's, that's in mm-hmm. line. And it's a guy, like, dressed uh, up as an oil yes, sheik. Yes. There's a, and, like, this one lady, like, she just has about 12 high heel black shoes arranged in a sombrero-type shape on her head. And he sees Phil Collins, and he's got a sombrero and a big mustache, and he's singing. He's an illegal. It's probably a reference to something, but I don't know what. <laughs> the video, illegal alien, that was so racist. I didn't even know that was a song. Genesis did really, and they dress up oh in sombreros Lord. and mustaches, and they wake up with empty bottles. It's a real thing. <laughs> no, all right, hold on. Adding this into my illegal alien. I'm not going to watch it now. Genesis. This is for later, everybody. It's a 1988 wow. Genesis video. It's real. It's real. Oh my god. I see some of the pictures. Oh, wow. He doesn't have a sombrero, but he is wearing a black wig and mustache in the picture. <sighs> yeah. And so then the guy says, I hate my job. And Santa goes, it's okay, Skippy. Yeah, Skippy. Santa knows his name because Santa knows everybody's name. Skippy. What a name. Yeah. That's not a good name for a full-grown adult. Before I forget, Mark Snow did yep. the music for this movie. And you know what Mark Snow did the music for? Uh, He's been mentioned X-Files. on this. Yep. <laughs> That's insane, really? I wish I'd paid more attention to the music. Mark Snow did the music. Wow. It was all synthesizer. It was like video release kind of music, right? If I remember. This was a theatrical release. Oh, I know. It made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this made, this was a big hit. (laughs) I'm like, wow, that's a lot of parents that took their kids. or So let me just quickly mention this part, because this is important. Okay. Santa, the guy he's been talking to on the plane, just like some business guy. Like he's and Santa's telling him, like, yeah, I used to know everybody, but now my memory's slipping a little bit. It takes mm-hmm. a while. And he goes, I know what they all want for Christmas, too. And this guy never seems to notice how weird it is. The guy goes, What I would love for Christmas is some snow. And Santa's like, That's funny. I could have swear swore you wanted a CD player. It's a CD player. <laughs> File that away for later. <laughs> um now then we kind of this movie does a lot of cuts between different threads. Yes, because now Ernest. And about this time we finally see our titular hero, Ernest who is, uh, I, I actually wrote down he's an Uber driver, but he's kind he's of a like, a, he's no definitely, Uber. he's a cat. There's no Uber. He's like a cab driver. He has a guy who is in a hurry to get to the airport in the back seat. Who's extra and sweaty. Ernest is so sweaty. This guy is very, <laughs> like, this guy's not just damp. This guy's like doused. And he's like, could you please hurry? And he's like weirdly British for some reason. Yeah. He's- this is very interesting. Cause then Ernest is like, don't you worry. Like, you know, Ernest is shtick. Yeah. He's like, don't worry about me, a partner. I could do it. And he drives like a crazy person. The door back door flies open, and this man is hurled out onto the street. And then for the rest of the scene, he's he seems to be a quadriplegic. He does. He's laying there completely paralyzed at the side of the road, like not <laughs> able to move. Ernest picks him up, that was throws not a funny him back joke. in the car. It's, it's weird. This is not funny. This is why I'm like, I kept watching this. Like, is he ever going to recover? <laughs> Ernest gets him to the tra- to the the uh, airport. 
He still isn't moving. This guy's like rigidly <laughs> locked in place. Like he's got rigor mortis. <laughs> Ernest is trying to get him out of the back seat. His, he, his somehow like Ernest runs over some Japanese tourists luggage, luggage. which I wrote down. Racism is narrowly avoided. <laughs> I thought for sure that was going to go some, some terrible old oh, yeah. 1980s racism against Japanese. Yep. Surprisingly does him. Nope. Uh, he, he gets the guy out. The guy is still not moving. He throws his carcass into a curbside, like loading, <laughs> loading for luggage, luggage thing. thing yes. And then he's, he spills the guy's luggage too. So he's throwing like loose clothes on top of this guy. We never see this guy again. That guy no. is dead. <laughs> if he got on the, <laughs> so that's exact, our hero. he got on the wrong flight. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. He never checked. I mean, and, and also like, he's literally <laughs> unable to move. <laughs> Like he's like he clearly broke his neck when he came out and was locked in the place. It's terrible. He woke up in New York. <laughs> if he woke up at all, I think he dies shortly after. <laughs> he's being put into a luggage hold of some airplane. There's no heat there. Should, the guy's grievously injured. Should we at least tell people if they're not familiar with Ernest, the way he because you said you know how Ernest is. He's he became popular in ads of where he would like talk to the cameras if he's talking to you really close. And this is actually a very good and like so he he has kind yeah. of a country accent kind of yeah yeah he's just um, down he wears home a great t-shirt kind of guy and yeah baseball hat he mugs a lot he a movie you've definitely seen that this guy has been in he is the voice of slinky dog in the uh in the toy uh you know i, toy just, story I only just learned that oh really yeah and that's kind of the voice if you pretended Slinky Dog had a head injury, that's the way that Ernest sounds. If you and in these ads, Tim referenced, he would always be addressing this guy Vern. named Vern. You never see Vern. He's like, "Hey Vern, yeah. hey Vern, hey Vern, boy, I'm sure glad you switched from that uncola. Sprite's everything that stuff is clear, clean, caffeine free, but Sprite tastes better because only Sprite has lime. Know what I mean?" And it was just kind of like him getting very close, like uncomfortably close. So he's like a weird fish-eyed face to the camera and just saying weird goobers things. I guess another thing is he mispronounces words a lot or uses yeah. the wrong words. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah, it's it's a weird character. He it's calls. a weird bit. He, he uh, oh. if, <laughs> if, if, you, if you saw the episode, we talked about Critters and you saw Critters. He, he's kind of like the mm -hmm. Charlie, the mentally handicapped <laughs> the character, alcoholic. The character you... <laughs> <laughs> and Kumail Kablasto couldn't decide if he was handicapped. He was both, according to the internet. And then it turns out it was both. Um, I could. The thing about Ernest, to separate it from that character, is <laughs> Ernest does seem to have some sort of cognitive difficulty, but he's also sometimes surprisingly smart. Mm -hmm. And he's also a very innocent man. Yeah. I can't imagine he would drink anything. <laughs> He's so innocent. Well, so we'll he's not so that. innocent. He didn't just clearly murder this this cab fare. He just picks up Santa. Well, yeah, and then because he running over those people's luggage, there's a bit of a chase scene where the two tourists and yeah. a cabbie guy are chasing him, trying to get him, and he just happens to be parked in the right spot as Santa wanders outside of the airport, just gets right into that cab, and we're off. Ernest picks up Santa. He's on the run from everybody whose luggage he ran over. Yes. And, uh, Is that your notes? Yes. And, oh, and Bobby. Bobby and um, these are the packaging. Oh, you got their names. Good. Bobby and uh, Bill. Who are Bobby and Bill, Tim? They are in the packaging room, shipping room, and they get a package of reindeer. At the airport. At the airport. 
this is a gag that goes on through the whole movie. So dragged out. <laughs> we see a giant crate marked fragile being worked in. Oh, yeah. And it falls on Bobby comically. This, this movie's kind of comic humor. It falls on him and flattens him. Yeah. Uh, again, like another character is maybe dead. Like they're like, <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, where are you? Bobby doesn't talk, which is also his shtick. Yes. And they pick it up with a crane and you see like the special effects wizards behind this movie have affixed a flattened Dumpy. dead Bobby to the side. I'm like, I guess that character's dead, but he does come back in the next scene. Um, so then we cut back to Ernest and Santa Claus riding down the Florida highway somewhere in Orlando. And they're talking and Santa, like he's not making any bones about hiding that he's santa but nope. Ernest, because he's not as stupid as you might expect he doesn't believe him he's like oh you're crazy but he doesn't say that <laughs> but then a car in front of them a christmas tree falls off and lands in the road in front of them and Ernest jams on his brake and literally kills dozens of people Probably. in the most cataclysmic <laughs> pile up again wow you know just a me, tim this movie did have some funds behind it it did because they must splat that I, I I was counting. There was a dozen cars involved, and at some point I stopped counting. So they're smashing up cars left and right. So that he can save a Christmas tree. Yep, he gets the tree. Nothing. It's a very small little tree. He picks it up, puts he it on there. Says nothing sadder than a, a Christmas tree in a Florida highway than a, a, a oh, no. Florida field mouse in a Oklahoma snowstorm. Oh, I <laughs> can't wait for this joke to die. <laughs> I just brought it back. Um, <laughs> um, Santa and Ernest are talking. We're introduced to a running gag where uh, Ernest is like, yeah, I, I was such a big Santa fan. I learned the names of all the reindeer. And he's like, he doesn't say them right. on Donder, on Blister. He just can't. For some reason, he can't get Blitzen. He's like me when I, I can't say Horderly. <laughs> Whatever his name Wait, was. You know? Is it Horderly? I get it right one. <laughs> this is the character Tim is referring to. Go back in or listen to our recent episode, Rotor. There is a character named Dr. Howdley. Howdley, I got it right. And Tim wanders so far <laughs> off from this guy's name. At one point, I think you call him Dr. Odenkirk, <laughs> yeah, which has like better. maybe one letter in common. <laughs> that's better. And then Santa reveals what he's there for. Yeah. He's like, Have you heard about Uncle Joe Carruthers? He was a TV TV show host who just recently yeah. had a show canceled. And uh, for some reason... It's Uncle Joe's like, Treehouse. Was that the name of it? Uncle Joe's Treehouse? I got that note here and I've been thinking, what does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Joe's Treehouse. I, that's his show. He was, he was, I didn't know what to make of this character. He doesn't seem um, wholesome to and, me. Right? He's telling there, the kids he, that he, the it, Ice Age killed the dinosaurs. He left out the meteor part. And I'm like, this movie's got an agenda. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I wrote down Dino Puppet Show erroneously claims dinos were killed by Ice Age. Yes. You know when the Ice Age was, Tim? I know. The Ice Age, dinosaurs died 66 million years ago. The Ice Age is like maybe 2 million years ago. Yep. Tops. Yep. Come on. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this guy, Ernest happens to know that this guy is at the Children's Museum where he's giving a lecture on dinosaurs, telling them completely wrong information about dinosaurs. So off they go. How does Ernest know that? While they're en route, we meet a yet another character. Is this Harmony? Yeah, Harmony. Harmony Star. She is, uh, I guess she, I would guesstimate she's like about a 16 year old girl. Mm -hmm. 
but she's probably a bit older playing that age. Probably. I didn't look that And age. we meet her and she's been caught in the middle of a dine and dash experience. You see, I got distracted it's, when this happened. Oh. And for most of the movie, I was like, oh, is this his niece? I mean, because she's like sleeping at his house. On the kids. <laughs> yeah, that's, anyway, that's what's kind of odd, right? Kind of, she's literally. She's a runaway. Uh, he picks up an underage yeah, female runaway. <laughs> an underage female. And, and like. Not like a little, little kid, like, like someone who's like, it's just, it is, there is an air of like, mm, about this whole thing. Yeah. She's 17 uh, or 18 or, you know. Yeah. And like, she gives this whole story to like, like the person who grabs her with the dine and dash saying like, my brother does this to me all the time. She makes a break. She runs into, <laughs> into, uh, the car too with Santa, with, uh, I almost said Alfred with oh. Ernest. And she's like, you have to help me. That's my uncle. He imprisoned me. So they drove he off said, oh, in her. <laughs> yeah. She's like, they say I, I burned a hole in the rug. They're, they're, they're trying to pull the hole, burn a hole in the rug. Reference on me. to White Christmas, <laughs> previous episode. I, uh, folks, I annoyed myself. I recently listened to the White Christmas episode. I had a new feature <laughs> called George's Current Currency Kerner. Is it going to be here? Tim made a great theme song for me. <laughs> I said it too many times. <laughs> That episode, that's a rough one for me. Uh, where are we here? Santa meets Joe. Oh, meets Joe. Yeah. Joe's an old television t- children's TV personality. And he just says to him, you know, every hundred years or so, got to pass on the Santa powers. They wear out the body, they eat up your life force, leaving you a <laughs> dry husk. Now I want to pass it on to you, Joe. And a little chestburster jumps out of your stomach. It's a little elf. And it runs in and attaches to the face of another person. Joe. And plants eggs in there and the whole cycle begins anew. Yes, it does. Uh, I do want to – there's just a couple things we should mention. Okay. Uh, Ernest drops him off there and he tries to pay Ernest in fake money because he accidentally gave all his real money to a kid last Christmas and didn't realize it. Yep. And Monopoly. Um, Monopoly. Ernest quotes in this children's movie. Ernest quotes Cool Hand Luke. Oh, I missed that. Did you catch that? No. He goes, "What we have," but he, he because oh, he's Ernest, he has one word wrong. What we have here is a failure to accommodate. Ah, okay. I'm like, who is this for? <laughs> this is for me. For no, maybe Tim. I don't know who else is going to watch this and get that. <laughs> so, um, Santa makes his pitch. He's like, you know, I need you, Joe Carruthers, to replace me as Santa Claus. And Joe, like, let's just talk about him really quick. He's he seems like a very earnest actor. He does, but he has he has like a he's like a guy. I'd say like maybe like in his late fifties, early sixties. I'd say um, he's got the personality of a Pennsylvania ball catcher trapped in a Florida oh snowstorm. That, I mean, so now you know that's exactly it, folks. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. A Florida snowstorm, but yeah, he's got a beard, but it's not like a Santa beard. He he honestly. I call him Beardo, by the way, just so I know who he is in this movie. Uh, yeah, call him Beardo <laughs> for sure. Um, he could, without changing an element of his appearance, could easily play a psychopath. True, true. It's weird. He was in Amadeus. Um, he was in Amadeus. I didn't look up his character, but he was. In, I have a big note here. This man was in Amadeus. Really? I mean, I've definitely seen him and stuff. I think, again, because this is a real movie, there's real actors in it and stuff. It's like... Normally, a Seti Bimco movie, you look up if there is a Wikipedia, <laughs> if there's, page, a Wikipedia. there's a bunch of not links next to the people's <laughs> names. Uh, this one, I'm sure everybody has a link. And Ernest, um, Ernest gets fired, by the way, from his cabbie job because he's harboring a, oh, a underage female runaway. That's not why, which he should have been. He's fired because he let Santa off by paying the free money. Yeah, yeah. 
I know. And 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 we should mention this. This is an important plot point. Ooh. While Santa, who is at the Children's Museum, Ernest is left with the teenage runaway that he lives with now. And um, and oh, I going to say and Santa's sack. Is that the plot point? Oh, they do have Santa's sack. That's important. Yes, let's mention that they Santa accidentally left his sack behind. Uh, while Santa is pitching to be the new Santa to Joe Carruthers, the guy we were just discussing, oh. the Beardo guy, Joe Carruthers' agent comes. Poor man's uh, Gilbert Godfrey. I, no, I was going to say poor man's Guy Ritchie. Oh, really? I thought it was wow. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. We saw People two different things. People who have not seen this movie try to see the gulf between famous Hollywood handsome man Guy Ritchie and was... famous Hollywood irksome comedian, irksome voice comedian. Gilbert Gottfried, uh, was... and I guess somewhere in the middle is this actor. <laughs> you can't see Gilbert Gottfried. He's like a bizarro Gilbert Gottfried. If, if Gottfried very was... bizarro, because he was actually a good-looking guy. Yeah. Uh, he is trying to get his agent, his his um, his Joe. Client, Joe client, Joe Carruthers, to take a role in a movie called Christmas Slay. Yes. But it's not spelled S-E-L-E-I-G-H. No. Don't give it away. It's a slasher film. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and Ernest... Drives off with Santa's sack. That's the other plot point that's important. Santa's sack and the 16-year-old runaway girl. They both they both open his sack. They're looking at it, and they open Santa's sack, and they say, I thought it smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> Tim, these double entendres are beneath the humor of Sandy Bimco. Yeah, this isn't the British Bake Off. Yeah. Well, okay. I have earnest I mean, sweating. There's a lot, there's a lot of happens. sweating that happens here. Yeah. If well, a- I want to mention this one scene. This is important for me. Okay. As Tim mentioned, this character first achieved fame as a character speaking to the unseen character of Vern. Vern. So she's like, you must really be excited about this tree, Harmony, their teenage runaway. And he's like, oh, no, I got it for a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. He's a good friend. I taught him everything he knows about nuclear physics. He says nuclear. nuclear. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, what is this going to be? We show up at this nicely done Floridian house. I guess it's nice. and. I don't know. I can't. Florida houses all look the same to me. <laughs> but he answers the door, and the, whoever it is slams the door in Ernest's face immediately. Yes. And she's like, "I thought you said this guy's your good friend." He's like, "Sometimes he's a little prickly like this." We we are and Ernest Vern forces in this film, way by in. the way. If you want to, explain. and then we're Vern. Yes, we're Vern. <laughs> and Ernest comes in and ruins everything. He's talking yeah. to us. Yeah, he like I think he actually sets fire to parts of the house. And you know what, George? This right? this plot point is important to me too. Oh, <laughs> I called dibs and story first. That <laughs> be completely different. But yes, he's, he's pulling wires out of the wall for reasons I can't understand, and stuff falls on the food. Yeah, it's it's just this weird little like like if you've ever seen the movie Doom, it has that one bit where it goes first person shooter because the video game is a first person shooter. This is like the equivalent of a first person shooter in this, where we are. We are the traumatized Vern. We, the audience, are the proxy. As Ernest mugs and gums and destroys all our possessions, and eventually, uh, somehow, he leaves. Yes. By by video game Doom, do you mean the where you where the tanks move around on the board and you shoot each other? No. Nah. On your Atari. Okay. That wasn't called Doom, was it? Wasn't that called Tank? Tank. <laughs> so George, while we're t- <laughs> Well, I've taken over. I got my list right here. Let's get it out of the way. Oh, okay, yeah. You know what? I think I didn't write a list this week. I only ever write one. So you go. Last, I was listening last yep. week. You're like, only one? I did like five last week. I was out of control. So I have the three main reasons why everybody was sweating so much in this movie. <laughs> oh, nice, nice, good one. 
The first one's obvious, George. What came out in 1988? A very popular videotape called Sweatin' to the Oldies by Richard Simmons. And everybody really? was sweating to the oldies in 1988. It did come out. You guys can look it up. Nice. That's awesome. That's part of why they were sweating. The other okay. reason they were sweating, guess what mm-hmm. else came out on videotape at Blockbuster this year? This is a Pruder film? Dangerous Liaisons. And everybody oh. was renting it. And pausing it all the uh, all the time to see topless eighteen year old Uma Thurman. I thought you were going to say to see the backside of John Malkovich. Nope, that's yeah, that too. That's depends that too. depends what you're into. Yep. And the third reason, it, uh-huh. it wasn't sweat; it was tears, tears of angels. Because every time you pause a videotape to look at eighteen year old Uma Thurman topless, an angel cries. So. <laughs> There's my was list. she really 18 in that? She was. I looked it up. I will say in my defense, I remember me and my friends watching that. You paused it. But we were younger than 18, oh, okay. so it wasn't creepy. <laughs> no. She was like an old lady. She could have been 90 for all we knew. But that's a... We're like, why is this hag topless? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I want to cut some of this stuff. Well, we can do it. We can do it quick. Ernest tries to get Har- Harmony a gift out of that bag, but it's all creepy stuff that she doesn't want. His Santa's Santa's sack does not work. Santa, Santa. The way Santa's sack works, we should say, is it's like this big red velvet yeah. sack, and you reach in and you pull out a glowing orb. It, it's and actually, it's like the very much the effect from like um, uh, Pulp Fiction, where like there's yeah, a light. I thought that, too. and like first they look at that, and they like you you get that thing. And he's like, that's how Ernest realizes he's really Santa. Mm-hmm. Like, what does he see in there? Like, I'm like, does he, is there, but they pull out this globe, but then he holds it for his hand and a little bit, all of a sudden it morphs into whatever he kel- comes out. Yep. And Ernest keeps pulling out like corny, cheesy toys. Yep. Pet Rocks. Uh, Pet Rocks, of course. Pet Rocks. The yeah, new Super Talking Films. Heads album. And she's like, I don't want that. Yep. I want the new stuff. Yep. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, he pulls out canceled <laughs> tickets to our, uh, our American cousin. Yes. Uh, yeah. What else? What else? She doesn't know what they're worth, so. Nope, nope, just, no, he has no idea. She just she throws he it away. He pulls out a Pee Wee uh, Herman He pulls out doll. a Sears Roebuck catalog. Oh, oh, nice. He pulls out a Sears Roebuck catalog because then he has to go to the outhouse. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Folks, I hope that you've listened to every episode of Seti Bimco so you could no. get these references. But you, nobody would. Nobody would. I don't even think Tim and I have listened to every episode. <laughs> so <laughs> Santa goes to jail in Florida, which is typical if you want to move this along. You want to cut stuff out. Yeah, the agent, uh, the Joe wants to help Santa, who thinks oh. he's a harmless, crazy person. The agent's like, I'll help him. The agent sends him to jail. Yes, because he's having second thoughts about being in this movie, and this agent thinks this is his big break. Yeah. And then Ernest, I don't, he pretends to be the jail inspector with his, with the, the governor's daughter, the teenage girl, and, and they're like, we're inspecting which, the jail, which... <laughs> Is odd. This is weird because <laughs> she's dressed up like kind of like in the sexy Catholic, Catholic schoolgirl school uniform. uniform and acting all and like, innocent. Yeah, and she even has her hair in the pigtails. And I just, I know, like, I know that is like a shorthand for like little girl. It's just, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. Yeah, you can tell and she's so older. Gets she's, into the you know, twenties something. Being, this I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, I hope. Um, so, yeah, they go in there, and uh, Santa has befriended all these hardened criminals. Again, racist in movie. The Florida penal There's a lot system. of white people in this movie when they go to prison. All black people. No, I didn't even pick that you up. You didn't pick that up, yes. No, I'm colorblind, Tim. <laughs> I know, you don't see color. They're all, sing- they're all singing. Uh... <gasps> he teaches them to sing. I do. What? Wait, stop. 
Stop the phone. What? Stop the phone. After he teaches them to sing, after they spring Santa. George, just hold the phone. No, we're stopping the or phone. Or stop the presses. There is a scene where Harmony is left alone with Santa's sack. Yeah. The teenage runaway. Yeah. And she's reaching in and trying to pull out stuff herself. Mm-hmm. Prison. She's pulling out globes and the wrong things are coming. And she says, is it, I was going to wish, oh no, she actually tells Santa, I'm sorry. She was going to wish for a million dollars. So you know what this means, Tim? Oh, it's time. <laughs> it's time for George's Current Currency Kerner. George's Current Currency Kerner. One million dollars in 1988. Guess what that translates into for buying power today in the year of our Lord, 2023. Is it 10 million? No, not that much. Two million six hundred sixty thousand dollars and two hundred thirty three. Wait, that's no, right. That was two million six hundred sixty two hundred and thirty three dollars and thirty six cents. Okay. Woo. Yep. I'm glad we held held our our horses for that. Or yeah. No, you the stopped presses. the phone. You held you held the phone. You stopped the horses. The <laughs> yep. All right. Held it down. Held her back. And. Yeah, so they busted him out. They busted Santa out. Well, first, I do want to mention Santa they let reveals that little girl into the prison cell. The police are like, "Oh yeah," which is also weird. Yeah, let's go visit and and because she's the governor's niece, I still, guess. But that's re- more reason. I don't know. I mean, to bring her into a prison cell with prisoners. Here's the thing, Tim. Let's be honest. Look at the current state of Florida. Yeah. I know. <laughs> if assuming that there are people that would admit being related to current governor Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they'd be able to go anywhere they want. Yes. That guy rules that place like a iron despot. Yep. Yeah. Like, like so like his like 16-year-old niece is like, I want to go into the prison. Mm-hmm. My name is Rona DeSantis. They'd let him <laughs> right in. So Santa, after they make the reveal, he actually he does a thing. He calls Harmony by a different name. Yeah. Because guess what, folks? He's really she is a teenage runaway. Her name is not really Harmony Star. He calls her Pamela. Ooh. And he says, this is very interesting. He's like, Pamela he Star is, is uh, our Harmony Star is my porn name. <laughs> well, it sure sounds like one. It sounds like somebody, one of those Playboy issues you always make <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> and Santa reveals, he goes, she's been this way since she was eight. And I brought her a doll instead of the mitt she wanted. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then she, Santa, you created this whole problem. This monster. Why are you giving these fucking gendered gifts? Then he says, "If you ever dance in the devil with the pale moonlight, oh, then I he made shoots you. That you made couple. me. Why argue about it?" And he shoots that couple in the alleyway. Right? He sticks the gun right in the oh, lady's you're, neck. You're all saying these he, pearls crea- bounce on he the floor? created this monster. I'm just saying, she's bruised. Oh, I see. That's why he look. Says, you can't you, say you, dance the devil in the pale moonlight and not have me immediately start shooting people. Yeah. So at some point, Ernest dresses up as an old woman. I honestly don't understand why. He goes in and talks to someone about something. I have it here. Ernest dresses uh, as an older woman and goes to the entertainment agency. Very risky in Florida, I write. Oh, to meet Joe. he does that to find where Joe is. Joe is having second thoughts about this movie he's in because it has nasty words. Yeah, and yeah a, you take a, this over for a it's bit. It's got a Nazi scene, and he doesn't think there should be Nazis in this Christmas movie. All right, you, I'm taking it back to you. There's no Nazis. <laughs> 
You fucking, you fucking scene, creep, you weirdo. There's a scene Anytime, in the movie where they show folks, how horses folks, become glue. Please write like, no, to Bimgo at the E at the end of Gmail and say, like, why does Tim, as soon as he gets his hands on the wheel, why is it immediately into Deutschland circa 1939? Why is it always Nazis? No, I'm talking about horse glue now. Stop the presses, George. <laughs> Hold the glue. <laughs> Hold on to your molders, oh. as I used to say. Did you? <laughs> if if, uh, if uh, someone from North Dakota got caught in a, in a Utah twister, he'd say, "Hold on to your boulders." <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's go. That was me vomiting, everybody. Uh, so Joe goes oh. to make the movie, though, and Ernest has. Can this... I interrupt quickly yeah. for the best joke of the movie? Best joke. Okay. Yeah, this was actually I thought really funny. Uh, as Tim mentioned, we keep cutting back to these two guys who oh. are handlers and the luggage. Uh, uh, Mike and what? Uh, Mugu? Billy. Billy. One of them is famous from being on Hee Haw. I don't know if you'd like to notice that. But... I didn't know that now. He's he's an illustrator. He was on Hee Haw and he was an actor. I looked him up. He's like, he did illu- That's pretty cool. illustrations. Good for that guy. That's what we do, but audience, we illustrate. We're also on Hee Haw. <laughs> One of us is. I'm Goldie Hawn. That's laughing, not hee haw. Yeah, it is. I confuse the two shows. Hold the, hold the presses, uh, folks. Hold the presses. I'm not Goldie Hawn. I'm actually Kurt Russell. Uh, so we m- didn't mention there's a scene where, like, the crate, it's full of reindeer. Yeah. They burst out and they're doing, like, almost like a Jurassic Park thing, but it's before Jurassic Park where they're screaming. Yeah. Then one of the reindeer is walking on the ceiling. It's a pretty cool effect. They're walking upside down because yeah. they're flying reindeer. Yes. And so now there's multiple reindeer, like like nine reindeer have come out or eight reindeer. They look angry. And there's a scene we just have a close up on these two guys on the ground, and one of them, I think Mikey, just opens up an umbrella and opens <laughs> up ahead of him, and he says, "Call me cautious if you want to, but better safe than sorry." It's your one poop joke. <laughs> that's that's a good joke. It's okay, it is. Yeah, yeah. Next time hey, we see him, he's spattered in shit. It's not true. Well, then they hide in the they right. hide in the kitchen and like we'll be safe as long as those reindeer don't learn how to to use door handles and open doors, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then they climb over an electric fence and the fence turns on and they're okay. They get shocked, but their hair sticks up funny. Billy doesn't say much, but he's like, okay, anyway, <laughs> he never asked if you could. I totally forgot the line. Oh, I, I get what you're doing. <laughs> you, you you never asked. You never stopped to think if you could. But if you should, yeah. that's my Jeff Goldblum. You forgot ah. Uh. Uh, ah, uh, uh. Wait, now I sound like the Count from Sesame Street. <laughs> so they find out well, from Ernest Joseph and old woman that uh, Joe Crothers is working on this particular movie set. In order to sneak onto the movie set, Ernest does another disguise as a snake handler. Yep, snake handler. And, yep. It's a smart disguise. And so they get him onto the set. no one and wants to touch he brings, snakes. He, he brings Santa on the set. They have left. I think they leave Harmony home with the sack, which seems like a bad idea. Yep, with Santa's sack. With Santa's sack. Ah, Tim. Hey, it works for British Bake Off, British baking show. It's true. Hey, they get good ratings. Why not? (laughs) And we finally get our look at what's happening with Christmas Slay. We see a very cute scene where Joe Crothers is with two young children actors, and he's going through the scene where it's like, okay, kids, go to to bed. (laughs) And the children actors walk off the set. And then, like, a weird fucking fish monster comes to the door. door. Yeah. And Joe Crothers has to say, get out of here, you. He's like, I just can't swear. 
Yeah, this is a big plot point. Son of a... I, and I was going to write a list here, but I didn't. What words that Joe can't say? Well, yeah, like son of a son of a what? Yeah, we can't say it on the show. No, we're we're G rated. <laughs> and he's like, and it's look Santa out that window. They're showing how horses are made into glue. I don't like this movie. <laughs> okay. And then Santa punches out the director. <laughs> yeah, the the lamest punch I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> it's yeah, <laughs> like I get it. The guy playing Santa was probably in his eighties. He was an old guy, but. but if that was your best take, that's, I mean, and then the next time you see the guy, he's got like a big bruise. I'm like, really? Well, in Florida, that's really? that's called a Santa punch. If you want a Santa punch in Florida, it costs about 200 bucks. Oh, okay. I thought that was a DeSantis joke you were making, a DeSanta <laughs> punch maybe? I don't know. So uh, let's see. Harmony has the sack. This is the point, by the, the way, I thought the movie yep. was totally wholesome. This is the point where my wife walked in and she said, well, who's that girl? And I'm like... I guess she ran out of a restaurant. I, she's his niece, right? Because I just oh, this is because you didn't know. <laughs> He's like, why? It's a teenage girl <laughs> living with uh, Ernest. I'm like, come on, this is a totally innocent little film for the whole family. You're putting all this. And I will say, despite this, it reflects maybe more on Tim and I and the world general darkness, yeah, of, the the world. darkness of the world. Because there is, even though it is to my mind, especially nowadays. It is weird to have this guy in his like fifties, which is what Ernest is probably, hanging out with this teenage girl. Uh, it, it it just it is weird. It's a little odd for sure. You should at least be twenty five, like in White Christmas. If you're going to be fifty, you should date a twenty five year old. Well, they're not dating though. That's the no, thing. No, I'm just talking about Ernest. White Ernest is definitely completely. That guy doesn't have a. No. <laughs> he doesn't have an amorous bone in his he, he body. He was chemically neutered by the state of Florida. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh you know that's awful uh oh, finally two elves show up i don't want to miss them that's true i just want to miss them because they were very old i felt bad from being this they were like super old people i was like and they were definitely uh actors i reckon one of them was a woman playing a man patty maloney no she oh you looked yep she was in the holiday star wars holiday special she was in an episode oh, of Star Trek. Holy fuck, you're right. Day. She plays Lumpy. She played. I knew I'd seen her stuff. She plays Chewbacca's kid, Lumpy. Mm-hmm. She's been in a lot of stuff. Love Boat, Adam's Family. Well, who did she play? Was she Cousin It? That I didn't read. Mm, okay. And the other guy I'd seen, too. So, yeah, there's these two elves. and I thought uh, she was very obviously a woman. You say she's playing a man. But I wanted to mention that, but if I don't forget, Ernest says... See you later, fellas. Because I was like, "What? Yeah, one of those is a, that's a woman." That's why I thought she was playing a man. He he, <sighs> she's like in his, a woman. He refers to her as a he, or seemingly as a he, several times. Well, that's funny in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like I'm a woman. Oh, uh, at some point we should mention Joe Carruthers shaves, and it's very upsetting looking. For Santa and for us, yeah. This guy, this guy looked upsetting with the beard. This guy looked way more upsetting without a beard. You can see his tattoos after he shaved his beard. Yeah, that was weird. Like <laughs> so many like white power symbols on his face. Those teardrops. What a strange move. No, no, that's true. Guys. Uh, so har- like, all right, let's just get to this. Harmony steals the bag. And it's going. She also gets some money. I think she also steals some money. It's pronounced Santa. She goes sack. down to. Armory she goes Santa Sack. Yes, you're right. Goes to the train sack. station. She goes to the Amtrak, 
and like slaps down as ever much money she has. Unfortunately for George's current currency, Kerner, we don't see. No. <laughs> she goes, how far did this get me? And the guy's like, Miami. So I'm like, ugh. And uh, part of me. And he's like, but the next train isn't for hours. So she just spends the rest of the movie basically waiting around this train station to take the train down to Miami. Santa knows this is going to happen, but he has such faith in her because he knows she's really Pamela. And the reason she became evil is because he gave her a doll instead of giving her a mitt. And he's like, I have faith this will all work out. But she sits next to an annoying family. I'll say. Oh, such a terrible family. Such a 90s family. Why? Why are they 90s? They just looked 90s. Okay. The 90s was the era of floppy hair. Like if you if you were like a white boy in the 90s, your hair became like a floppy mess. Yeah. And this kid had floppy hair. Yep. 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 Uh, <laughs> they're ugly fighting. These kids. They're That's ugly what fighting. I wrote. They, they, I the, yeah. Well, the boy keeps telling the girl over and over again how Santa's not real. Yeah. Like that's his thing. And she's like, why would you say such a terrible thing? And I guess the like the arc for Harmony is she keeps hearing this and she's like, I feel bad about this because I know Santa's real mm-hmm. and I stole his sack. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm cupping Santa's sack in my hands right now. Okay, too far. Stay, are you happy? I did the <laughs> horrible joke. Okay, cut that out. Cut that part out. I like it. Uh, <laughs> uh, the elves show up, like Tim said, because this package – that was being held, which was the reindeer, was being held for what the two guys were reading as Elves. Ah. And Ernest is trying to get the elves. And I mean, the, the reindeer, the guys are like, is your name Elvis? And he's like, no. And then the elves show up. They go, it means elves. We're helper elves. And, and they steal it. They, they get, well, they don't steal it. He gives them it. Oh. They take the reindeer. They put it into a big U-Haul. He, and Ernest immediately rides the wrong way on those, those sort of spikes and pops all the tires. Yep. So, of course, what do they do? And they're like, oh, no. What do you, oh, we forgot to mention. There's a ticking time clock. Santa needs to appoint a replacement, Joe Carruthers, <clears throat> by, by 7 p.m. Oh. Or the magic of Christmas will disappear forever. And he will dry up into a Basically, hut. and he'll, well, yeah, I guess. The way it is said is that he's been Santa for like 155 years and he really enjoyed it, but he held on to too long. And that's why he's beginning to get forgetful. And you get to be Santa for a certain amount of time. Then you need to pass it on to somebody else and it's renewed and you yep. get your powers yep. back. Yep. But he did a little bit too long because he loved helping all the kids so much. So if it doesn't, he waits the last possible second. If this guy doesn't agree by seven, like Christmas dies. Yep. It will. Christianity crumbles. It will snow asbestos. Uh, hmm. It'll snow asbestos everywhere. Bing Crosby will return from the dead, hungry for human flesh. He'll be saying, I'm going to eat your boo 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 brains. <laughs> it's going to be out of control. But. But. Oh, yeah. Ernest flies the sled with the reindeer for some reason, even though the elves must know how to do it. Think, yeah, but they're little, I guess. I don't know. But they're telling him how to fly it the whole time. And he's like, on, yep. and he can't remember the names. On, Nixon. Don't worry. I'm Ernest. I can do it. And he, <clears throat> he can't. On, Ernest. No, it's just, it's a mess. On, Blitzen. On, Nixon. On, Pee Wee. He doesn't know their names. Well, no, he gets all the names of a Blitzen. He just can't get Blitzen. Oh, oh, oh. What's he say? I think he, I think he does say Nixon, though. I think you're right. I think. So they fly around. They do the whole shtick, like, ah, we're falling. Ah, we're going up. And they fly around the world super fast, like Superman. 
when he reversed it. Yep, you, they're like literally breaking the sound barrier. The elves are screaming. One of the elves in a scene that's shockingly violent is suddenly sucked <laughs> out by a backdraft. And yes. we cut to a 747 <laughs> oh, where no. the elf suddenly just flies into the engine and goes, <laughs> and it's just a red mist. And there's a little kid. You zoom in watching the whole thing as a single tear drops down her eye. <laughs> they could have. Weird, right? Weird. That was Why weird. was that? <laughs> Such an odd thing. Uh, meanwhile, Santa has shown up. After, he's all de- depressed because like, I guess I had faith in the wrong people. Joe said no. Harmony stole my sack. And he's talking to this old lady played by Billy Bird. Yeah. And like he seems to have game with her. I'm like, ah, Santa's hitting on Billy Bird. She's famous. And then and then Harmony shows up again. She's like, Santa, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Here's your sack back. She gives him back his sack. Mm-hmm. And then she Joe says- shows up and he's like, Santa, I'm sorry. I want to be Santa Claus. And Santa grabs his mm-hmm. hand and his beard grows back. Thank God because I was sick of that guy's <laughs> face looking that That's way. And he becomes Santa's beard comes back white yep. and he's got on the Santa outfit and he's like, do I have miracle powers? And Santa's like, well, I remember one nice gentleman had a wish and we see the business guy from the beginning yeah. who Santa wow. thought wished for a, a CD player, but it was for snow mm-hmm. and he's berating people on the phone. <laughs> yes. I don't care if it is Christmas Eve. You get that work done. Get me my CD and player. then Joe Carruthers as Santa makes it snow. Yep. And the snow comes down in Florida, and he's like, you know what? Never mind. It's snowing. Why don't you go home with your family and kids? And because this is Florida, we're not used to snowfall. You'll be on the road, probably lose control of your vehicle, and die in a fiery wreck. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Now I'm going to put my Traveling Wilbury CD into my CD player. Which one? Was it Wilbury's Volume 1 or Wilbury's Volume 3? Wasn't it one that came out Because, of course, there was no Volume 2. That was the joke, because the Wilburys were delightful scams. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> was it with Roy Orbison without I guess that's what it comes down to yeah yeah yep yep, yep. oh I made I made Tim sad, sad. but the, you know what yeah. they found uh, the recording Roy Orbison did and they decided oh and it was it was it was a voice memo he was like it. remind go to a store and get cat litter <laughs> like we can make they this made, a they made a song out of it and George Harrison laid down tracks in the 90s Before like he this died. is garbage <laughs> I, I hate all this crap. I'm George Harrison. <laughs> uh, so everything seems to be in place, right? That's the end. And Santa Joe's like, I'm going to go out and give toys to all the kids in the world. Everyone's like, he's like, where's the sleigh? And Santa's like, you don't have the sleigh? And they look at each other like, Ernest. And we do see Ernest, like, as Tim said, zipping by at, like, light speed through the atmosphere. Yep, Jor-El comes Traveling up so fast like, no. that oxygen is actually igniting and trails behind him. The whole atmosphere <laughs> yes. is catching flame. Mm-hmm. The entire temperature of the planet, despite the snow in Florida, is rising dangerously. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a mass extinction on the level of the one that killed the dinosaurs. That's why they're sweating. That's why they're sweating. Oh, Tim, add it to the list. That's why Jor-El suddenly uh, appeared and said, no, you must not interfere with the, <laughs> the, the humankind. Wow, was it played by Marlon Brando? Yeah, of course. He was still around. Oh, I didn't re- recognize him. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I thought it was Russell Crowe. Um, the and, yeah, so we see the elf, the surviving elves, and Ernest are screaming. And then Ernest says, like, stop. And, like, the they just plummet out of, like, low orbit. Mm-hmm. And they're falling to the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, and they happen. Luckily, they stopped right above where Joe and Santa and Billy Bird and Harmony are. And they're plumbing, getting faster and faster. And just as they're about to splatter and kill everybody, they stop. And Ernest looks at the camera and goes, air breaks. Should we go to revenge or no? Uh, Is there important important things? 
Do we get the? Yeah, there's two more important things. Okay. So they get they get the sled. Remember. And Ernest is all kind of sad because he almost destroyed Christmas and maybe killed everybody. And Joe's like, because Joe has a heart of gold. He's like, you know, <laughs> Santa couldn't is it say anything about I couldn't have someone else drive the sleigh for me? Oh, that's right. And Santa's like, no, it doesn't. So he asks. He goes, come on, what do you say, Ernest? You've had more time in the seat than me. Yeah. So he lets the man who almost destroyed the atmosphere fly mm-hmm. with the two elves. They fly off, and then Santa and Billy Bird start making get their out. Bone zone on. Oh, and also. Uh, Ernest brings Harmony with him because I guess that she's his kid now. No, she said, I'm going to go home to see my mom, remember? Yeah. No, because first, couldn't you be my honorary elf? Yes, okay. <laughs> he does. This is for real. <laughs> she is wow. saying she's going to go talk to her mom, but like first she's going to be an honorary elf that night. She helps Ernest. Can you imagine when she gets and home? Then, she's like, Mom, I spent some, I slept over at this older guy's house for a while. <laughs> Hung out with some elves. <laughs> she's like, get out of my house, you trollop. <laughs> That's why I kicked you out. I hold, I held on uh, to Santa's sack. I mean, I had all sorts of adventures, but I'm back. <laughs> oh, I don't. I think I'm going to say, Tim. I think it reflects poorly on us. We made so many Santa sack jokes. I feel like we're not good people. <laughs> I just want to give example that her life. Did what you her see mom would the hear. Scene. This is what her mom would hear. This is true. Her mom's got. Her mom's going through some rough stuff coming up. <laughs> Did you see the mid credit scene? Uh, was it a preview for Ernest goes to Africa? No. Okay. I stopped. We cut back to our two friends in the freight container thing. Oh, yes, thing. yes. Easter Bunny arrives. Sorry. Well, oh, you thought it just, there was a package that says E-Bunny and big ears come out. You think it was the Easter Bunny? Yeah. What'd you think? Enormous Bunny. Enormous Bunny? Enormous Bunny, yeah. From what? I don't know. Just a big bunny. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see me broke out and killed them seconds after. All right. Let's go to revenge. Wherever you are, wherever you're hiding, I'll find you. Revenge. One of us will die. One oh. of us will I will die. not I will not let Cindy take my place. I will have my revenge. All right. So let's go to revenge. The wild card question. We always fall down so hard in the wild card. Sometimes. You sometimes want to stop, it's great. You want to stop doing them? No, I don't. We the oh, question was, who, up- who will be most likely, who from this kit movie is most likely to bring up Sasquatch during a bris? Who would bring up Sasquatch at a bris? I, I just say... Presumably Sasquatch's George, parents. George Costanda on Seinfeld. Let's leave it at that. But he's not in this movie. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, Vern. Vern would do it. Vern. Vern would just... Definitely. Definitely talk Vern. Talk about he saw a Sasquatch the other day. Yep. He would say, and Vern, I mean, (laughs) Vern is his friend. Ernest. Ernest would say this to Vern. Vern is is the actual Moyle. Yes, he'd he'd be talking in his face. And he's trying, he's distracted. He's like, and he's like, Ernest, you got to stop talking to me. I'm trying to give this baby a circumcision. That's That's it. You know, we ain't got a circumcised penis, Vern. (laughs) That's Sasquatch. Good. There, we did it. There. Let's go to revenge. Thor. I think it's also the only, <laughs> it's the only decent, halfway decent Vern. I mean, Ernest, we did this entire time too. Oh. All right, should I, can I do my? Uh, can I do my okay, revenge you're story? You're worried. I'm stepping on yours. So go ahead. I mean, we probably are. I think so. Play the music. So, <clears throat> oh, there it goes. That's nice music. <laughs> Let's all sit here and listen to music for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Bum, bum, so. Bum, bum. As we heard in this movie, there is the bewildering bit. Before we realized, Ernest, like we said, 
bears repeating, he achieved fame by pestering the off-screen antics of a guy named Vern. Mm -hmm. And pestering him with antics off-screen. You never saw Vern. And we do learn a little bit about Vern here. We see Vern's house, and we learn that Vern, everything he knew about nuclear physics, Ernest taught him. (laughs) Yeah. And he says that specifically in regards to, like, does he have a nice house? So apparently... This fortune was made with nuclear physics. So, as we see in this movie, Ernest shows up and just fucks over Vern's holiday special. Yep, does. Uh, holiday things. Also, I should mention, just worth mentioning, I don't think Vern's a Christian. He didn't have a tree and stuff. No. He's he's probably just like, he's probably just being like, he's just a Jew wanting to have a low-key, like, December. He's like, I was just going to go mm-hmm. out, get some Chinese food that day, mm-hmm. just kind of enjoy the quiet. And you come here, you're, you're forcing your Christianity on me. Like, I appreciate you taught me everything you know about nuclear physics, but I, I've, I'm my own man now, Ernest. I need to give voice to these problems I'm oh, having. Oh, we're hearing Vern talk. I'm very successful. I'm Vern now. Because we're all Vern in What's the movie. What's his voice sound like? I, I've used this power. This Everything you talk about nuclear physics, I've made what I call a gamma bomb. And I put it out George. in the desert. George. What? <laughs> First of all, what does Vern sound like? Like that. That's exactly what he sounds like. I'm just like, ah. He's a nuclear physicist. And as he beckons, he's like, I made a gamma bomb. He looks out and he's like, what? What is that I see out there? And he looks and he's like, is that, is that a teenage runaway playing a harmonica on the bomb site? Okay, we'll give you this. And he he yells to his sister. He's like, hold the phone. Something's going on. He grabs it. He gets in a Jeep and he races out across the desert Mm -hmm. to get to this. And he hears this harmonica play and he gets up. He's like, you got to stop. There's a bomb. And he looks and you know who that teenage runaway is? Uh, Harmony. It's Harmony Star. He grabs her. He throws her to a ditch. And just as Vern is about to throw himself in the ditch afterwards, Mm -hmm. the gamma bomb goes off. Because Vern, I mean, Ernest taught him how to make it wrong. It went off too soon. Uh Tons of rads of gamma radiation irradiate Poor Vern. Okay. Vern, I should mention, is a pseudonym. His real name is Robert, Robert Bruce Banner. Oh, come on. And he's radiated <laughs> head to toe. And he becomes the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> and know what he does? Smashes. He smashes Vern. I mean, he smashes Ernest. Jeez. Oh, he's fucking. You remember that scene in Avengers where he likes ragdolls Loki? Yeah, no one does, no. No, nobody knows that famous scene. He grab he grabs Ernest and bangs him back and forth until Ernest breaks apart like soft bread. Jesus. And then he jumps off to have adventures in the Marvel Universe. The end. You hear that clap? No more. You just keep doing IP. <laughs> keep doing IP we can't afford. That's a, wait, you have to pee? Should we, should we stop? Jeez. <laughs> Hey. Oh. It's all owned by the same people now. Touchstone, Marvel, it's all the same folks. Ernest is owned. Ernest is part of the MCU. My story. Start the music. My revenge story. All right. You didn't step on mine too much. So Joe. Joe is Santa. Enjoy yes. it. Wait, was he already Santa or is this after Joe's Santa? No, this is, I'm just saying this is the sequel. It's Joe is, jo- oh, yeah. Joe oh, is oh, Santa okay. and he enjoys his job. Yep. Uh-huh. And every year he'd come to the Blockbuster Video in Orlando around the holidays to rent videos because he knows all the people there. He likes that. That's where he, where he lived. And so... Oh, God. What does he rent? He likes... Does he rent critters? He likes the town and everyone who works there because they know who he is and they keep, you know, his identity on the down low. 
and well, it's been a few years, you know, this, this movie picks up a few years after the end of Ernest Saves Christmas. And Bob Santa, I'm calling him Bob Santa, just to differentiate here. His favorite star. You're calling him Bob Santa, even though he's clearly Joe Santa. Is it Joe? <laughs> Joe Carruthers. <It's> Joe. <laughs> Joe Santa. <laughs> I'm going to call him Joe. You literally said his I'm name him, two seconds ago. I'm him Bob's Joe Santa. I don't know what happened. Bob jo- Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe Santa. Bobby Joe. His favorite star was Sharon Stone. He loved her in Casino. And he loved her in Total Recall. And he was really looking forward Wait. to renting the new video release with her in it called Basic Instinct. What? So, uh, is that the one with the leg crossing? I don't know. Maybe. I think it is. But by the time he got to the Orlando Blockbuster that year, many people had already uh-huh. rented it. Santa Joe talked to Billy the manager. And Billy said, he said, uh-huh. Ernest, he's the one that rented Basic Instinct all the time. He wore it out all the copies, but this one copy... So Bob Santa rented that one copy. Yeah. Can we just admit that it's really disgusting to think of Ernest <laughs> watching that? Like I said, the only way it works it. is if he's a completely, he's got to be a completely asexual being and him watching Basic Instinct. It's Don't think of it. Ugh. All right. So Bob Santa rented that one copy of Basic Instinct. Is it Bob Santa? Uh-huh. There's a Joe. Uh, no, Joe it's Santa. Joe. Just go Bob. Just go Bob. What's it's Joe. He took home to watch, and wouldn't you know it, the point where Sharon Stone crosses her legs has been paused uh-huh. so much the image is worn away and the tape is worn out. What? And Santa looks close. Ernest. And, you know, he's got Santa powers, so he knew right away. Ernest was the one who was naughty. He wasn't nice. He did mm. this. Oh, of course, because, we yeah, he knows the list. Yep. So he heads over to Ernest's ugly house to confront him and get revenge on him for ruining most all the basic instinct tapes in Florida. But Ernest, he's over at Vern's house watching basic instinct with him in fact what? he's over there watching another copy he he bootlegged and he's been pausing the tape so much at burns house he causes a fire and he burns burns house down <laughs> just you know does Vern hulk out and smash him <laughs> this is a different universe i don't think it is so santa wanted revenge on ernest but by the time he got to burns you know ernest was headed to the hospital with smoke inhalation and santa's heart melts a little bit <laughs> and he goes to the hospital and he, he doesn't really want ernest to die so in the hospital, Santa holds Ernest's hand and he gives him a little bit of the Santa power. But Ernest, he's a jerk. He won't let go of Santa's Oof. hand. He sucks up all Santa's powers. He, he, <laughs> like, like a Dracula. Yes, he becomes Ernest. What an asshole. Ernest Santa. Oh, no. And Ernest tries to lie about pausing the video and say it wasn't him, but he knows Santa knows everything, so he admits it. Wait, does Joe still have Santa powers or is he a desiccated husk? <laughs> Joe is still there. He's back to normal. Okay. All right. <clears throat> but Ernest, you know, he admits it because he can't lie to Santa. And he knows why Bob, Joe Santa's there. And he's after him for the, the basic instinct tape. So Ernest gets back on that sled with all the reindeer. And he speeds around mm-hmm. the earth backwards at super speed, backing up time to before he paused all those basic oh. instincts. <laughs> even, even though Jor-El rises up and says he must not interfere with, the ways, with humanity. Gent- ladies and gentlemen, the man who just criticized me for using pre-existing <laughs> comics-based IP has just brought in Jor-El, the son of Super, uh, the father of yeah, Superman. Everyone knows him. Mm-hmm. So yep. he goes back in time, and instead he rents 1991's Bikini Summer. That's what Ernest rents. It's rated R, and he pauses it in a lot of Ooh. places. Uh, I'm looking this one up. He also rents the Zapruder film and pauses it a lot because he's, he's got a lot of oh. theories. <laughs> anyway, just to throw that in there. So. 
Back to the present, all is good. Ernest gave Santa's powers back, and basic instinct was restored. Except one day, Ernest's friends Vern went to rent Bikini Summer and found it to have been ruined by some other person who paused all over the film and wore away all the pictures. And as he sat there looking at his blurred video image, Ernest came by and flooded flooded his entire house after using Vern's bathtub. The movie's called uh, Sex, Lies, and Videotapes. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Sex, Lies, and Videotapes? I was too busy. I was looking up bikinis. It also could be called Girls Gone because the videotape Mild? has been worn away. Girls Gone <laughs> ellipses because the videotape has been worn Girl. away. Girls just gone. Yeah, they're just, they're just gone. Girls gone. They're not there. George. What's up, what's up Tim? George, we're yeah, done with all that. Yeah. Let's stop talking Ooh, about that. I know. Thank goodness. What an episode that was, Tim. Yes, we got, but we got to get out of Ooh. here because we talked for three hours. I'm hepped up on goofballs. So who's picking the movie next week? Me? I think it is you, Tim. Guess what, George? Got what? a big surprise for you, Mr. Greek mythology expert. I picked. <gasps> what? Are we going to do Clash of the Titans? Nope. Are we going to do Jason Hercules. the Argonauts? Oh, yeah. already... Hercules in New York. Hercules Arnold. in New York. Wait, I know this film. 1970. And if you watch it on free, Freebie on Amazon, you'll hear Arnold's voice. If you watch it on Tubi, they originally dubbed his voice, and you'll hear his dubbed voice because they're like, Greek God don't talk like no Australian. Or Austrian, man. as it may be. I mean, Austrian. Man, I messed it up. Also, I'm sad to report, <laughs> having watched this movie recently on Tubi, it's also the Arnold Schwarzenegger dub. And no, on, on, yeah, on Tubi it's dubbed, but on Amazon it's not. It's oh, Arnold's Amazon, voice. you said Tubi. Oh, it's called Freevee. I don't know if you get that. Some station that shows movies. Yeah, you got to watch your commercials. No, thank you. All right. Oh, oh, so we'll see you all next week. Love us and like yeah, us we on everything. We We're going to pump you up with Arnold Stra- <laughs> Schwarzenegger in Hercules in New York. And no two must. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a Pity Party Line production. Party line. It's a party line. Hot, ain't it, Vern? Look what your buddy Ernest has brought you, Vern. An icy cold Sprite instead of that 7-Up you used to drink because only Sprite's got the great taste of lemon. Sprite burn, just the thing when you're working up a sweat over one of these old off-brand air conditioners. Know what I mean? But well, there's your problem right there, Vern. You see that little wire right there? Looks like it's got a little... Oh, Lord, it. My daddy used to work on that.